Opinion, the Good Fight podcast, this one covering Season 5, Episode 7, titled, And the Fight Had a Detente. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Jack O'Keefe. Hello. Molly Scullion. Hello. Keen Cobb. Hello. And Tia Kemp is down in Cabo on the Crossroads Comedy Theater yacht once again, but we do anticipate Tia rejoining the pod next time around and catching up on all of her locks in which people of various mixes uh, and matches go out for drinks. All right. Whoever locks might might catch up soon. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you can throw out a whole bunch of mixes and matches and eventually (laughs) one of them lands. All right. Enough of that. Let's start with our first impressions. Jack, what do you got? Uh, Once again, uh, this season of The Good Fight has tackled a topic that I was worried would be like, to, to borrow the word from Gen Z, cringe. Uh, just because I've seen so many other uh, TV shows attempt to discuss cancel culture and fail or just reveal how inept they are. And once again, The Good Fight has come through with a nuanced, interesting take that uh, feels honest and a little challenging, uh, but also very much rooted in the actual world that people who watch the show live in and not the executive producers who produce the show. Yeah, yep. Keen. Uh, I was just, I literally just watched it, and I think uh, this was a very weird way, not monumental, but very, for me, at least fun episode, because they got to tackle a lot, like like Jack was saying, a lot of different things. Um, I love the, <laughs> I love the, the dynamic that uh, Diane and Liz are working through or with now. Uh, at first, they were ready to tear each other apart. Now they're like buddy buddy because everyone yeah. thinks that they're together. So I think <laughs> this is gonna be a very interesting thing. And if I, I love that, and I'll talk more when we get into that part of it. But like how people you would think would ignore that is feeding right into it, which was it caught me off guard a little bit. It was like, why are you believing this? But like even 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 Judge Fred Brown was was down with it. So that was <laughs> very surprising. Um, but overall, I, I really like this episode. Yeah. Molly. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the episode. I don't like when my parents are fighting. But, yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. That yeah, was yeah. sad. But I, I loved the turn that that took. And I'm very curious to see how how the the fight continues or, or fizzles or whatever will happen with this new uh, dynamic that they're following. But um, yeah, I got to say... Marissa, I'm struggling. I'm struggling mm-hmm. with Marissa a lot um, this season. I mean, not not in a uh, written sense or show sense, but just as a character that I think Sarah Steele's doing a phenomenal job and everything. But I'm just like, man, I don't I don't love it at all. So I'm excited to talk more about about those two cases and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it the episode uh yeah it was uh, as jack said right before we started recording oops all cases and that's what it is uh with some other things going in uh throughout each of those uh but yeah all cases i love that they are reusing and i've said this on the podcast before that they're reusing so many judges or like a handful of judges more often mm-hmm. rather than like a new judge every single uh every single week um because we're also fleshing out those characters as well just just a little bit they're still pretty much playing their uh their one side uh that we're introduced to but we're going to see a little bit of uh, a little bit more of them and that's nice uh and the casting too i think has been really good um Mm -hmm. throughout the season but particularly within this episode and the way the person they had portray joey battle uh it felt like he would be one of those people uh Mm -hmm. and uh, that teacher absolutely felt yeah. like like this she definitely says this even as an actress <laughs> like you know even yeah. the real person behind the the character probably has done this um that's how good the uh, casting has in general been and even the uh, the one woman who was playing the uh, the student um just everybody yes. has been so so good um and within their small parts being able to uh, show so much i thought they they've all did a great great job and seeing wagner lose his shit uh, yeah. was scary on this side of the screen. Yeah. Uh, so, damn. Um, all right. So, yeah, it's Oops All Cases Week, so let's start with... Uh, we're at nine and three quarters, uh, so we'll do N-wordly. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you feeling? What do you got? 
I think I <laughs> I appreciate that they uh, included a conversation about the myth, the especially the very white liberal myth of like black as a monolith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was an interesting conversation. I don't know that this was the topic to match it with, just because I feel like, and maybe it's just me. Anyone who's using that word knows what they're doing. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like it's a different conversation if it's like. Because even they bring up the example of like Huck Finn. But like if you are reading a book from the 1600s and they have like that particular word, like that's like maybe the only context. But if someone's just throwing that out and because like, you know, when she says it in class and they found it very inwardly. Anyone offended? And I think it was a very (laughs) interesting match to have a teacher be doing this in an episode where they are like also prosecuting a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's probably also done stuff like that. That's not the topic of their case. But I think it's a very interesting parallel. And I think a very intentional parallel. Mm-hmm. I just have to say the way that the teacher said, the huckleberry thing. So I'm not teaching the Civil War, huckleberry thing. <laughs> This, this teacher feels like the kind of person who gets, like, too excited to go to a party and try to get people to play cards against humanity. Yeah. That is this personality type where it's like, hey, can, is it cool if we bring out the cards where I can be racist, then it's fun? Mm-hmm. Can we do that now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's the, the vibe I picked up the most. Because, like, I think, I can't remember who asked, but someone was like, if it means this word, why can't you use this word? I want to prepare my students for the like. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just want to get you want to like get out of jail free card an excuse to say the word you really want to say. And then when she was challenged with it, oh, what? Oh, what? Huh? Yeah. She yeah. should have. She should have been wearing the damn the, uh, floaty. <laughs> the flailing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy when uh, Marissa goes and asks Carmen and and Jay, and they're arguing about it underneath, like because everybody. It's just voices over voices, but you hear Jay very clearly. If you mean stingy, just say stingy. (laughs) (laughs) Which is basically, has has been said multiple times. I think Marissa says it, Wagner says it, Jay says it. It's like, if that's Mm. what you mean, just say it. Yeah. And Del Cooper's line, after he sees how uh, passionately she defends um, June in that one case, uh, he's like, where was that passion in the other case? And she's like, yeah. well, I guess I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the same thing. And he's like, it always is, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. always the N word. Yeah. I think that that was like, I, I, I know we're struggling with Marissa, but I think that was a really crucial growth thing. Cause I think it wasn't mm-hmm. just her opening up her like very, you know, white privileged perspective, but also just like as a lawyer, you need to care about every case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to want to win every case. You, you as the lawyer do not get to decide if the case is important or not. And she very clearly, as I said at the beginning of the season, Marissa wants to be a TV lawyer. She does not want to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. She's learning how to be a lawyer. And she's hopefully maybe even learning how to want to be a lawyer. But she isn't there yet. She still wants to be a TV lawyer. Does she yeah. even get up for questioning? Because, like, from our, what I remember, she sat down her entire time for the uh, direct questioning. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah, she went over, uh, the, the one woman, I can't remember her name, uh, the student, went over and was like, after her questioning was done, she was like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, you don't give a shit, you're not even trying, and then stormed out. Versus like, yeah. what? what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's when Dell gives her uh, some medicine. Mm-hmm. Which we can argue, well, we'll leave Tia to argue. If that is an epiphany for her, because one of Tia's Tia's locks is that Marissa is going to either have an epiphany related to race or go and do something very performative, like show herself at a protest or something. I think to be an epiphany, you have to come to the conclusion almost on your own. You can't have someone (laughs) grab you by the wrist, (laughs) walk you to the finish line, and then push you over it. Yeah, well, I feel like Marissa would have that be done to her and then make it her idea yeah uh, <laughs> i yeah. just had an epiphany because also it was like not only did dell say that but then she still went to the two of her black co-workers and was like <laughs> yeah. i need you to yeah. tell me if this is offensive or not so it was like she yeah she was mm. literally guided through 
that entire journey. I I just think I the, the reason I'm struggling so much with her is that like I get I, I guess maybe I just had been blind to just how out of touch and privileged she is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how you see that teacher mm-hmm. and see how frustrated that the student was and not get any sense of like, oh, you know what? I, I could see this teacher maybe saying, you know what I mean? Not that we should yeah. be just judging people based on the way they look, but I was like, that that teacher's like textbook, you know, I'm yeah. going to say racist stuff in yeah. my classroom. Like, <laughs> yeah. yep. Down to the voice. Yes. Down to the, the, the every inflection. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, but but I do get with it paired, I, I think maybe the one defense is that it was sort of in this bucket of male comedians, you know, harassing and assaulting women and this was the one you know case with a woman involved so i do is sort of like looking at it comparing it to that somehow it's still not not fair but i guess that i guess that's where her mind was at was like i'm not gonna come at this woman for using a technically okay word when there's these dudes doing this thing and which again just speaks to a larger issue in the me too movement and feminism in general but i think there is also a read of this when we're like considering all of marissa's interactions with her co-workers which is off often antagonistic primarily when it's the women in the firm i think marissa is someone who it, it i would be very easy for me to imagine that she paints the role of angry black women on a lot of people she interacts with because when we see yeah. her getting the only people we really see her get chummy with at work are white women, Jay, and Luca, who there was a whole other kind of racial thing there. Right. And like the mailroom guys, you know, yeah. uh, outside of anything burgeoning with Carmen. So I I I I did read that that was kind of yeah. part of it. That makes sense. There was also the one thing that i didn't mention at the top of this uh is that she didn't want that case she she was made to take that case by uh judge wagner who said well that's the way it is you you take the one you take it you're gonna have this one too um i'm unpredictable uh so there was some of that too but yeah like i think molly said a minute ago like you gotta you're a lawyer (laughs) you gotta care you gotta you gotta care that's your job that's how it works yeah. Uh, moving over to, well, actually, before we do, there was one line that that student had that I, I thought was pretty good, too. Uh, and that is, uh, she's talking about uh, someone's asking her the, oh, it was Cord, because Cord is uh, the lawyer in that case, right? Mm-hmm. The um, defense, um, where he's he's talking about the etymology of the word and breaking it down. And, and she, she, the student's just like, I'm not an expert in etymology, but I do know something about people using the N-word. And he's just like, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and yeah, just that teacher re- repeating use of the word after students had said, please don't use that word. It's offensive and continuing to do so. I used it as a teaching moment. Shut up. Shut up. Um, yeah, and then she had to, I'm not teaching civil war. Go <laughs> so what, what is, what is the teaching moment? What does she think she's teaching them? And what audacity to be like, you know who's going to teach these black people about racism uh, and that it exists Mm. because surely they don't know? Me, the savior. I'm the freedom writer. (laughs) Oh, this lady. Uh, So the ruling for this one was that, uh, as as Judge Wagner says, what you did is awful but lawful and sends her on her way. And she's like, but no. I need to be punished. I need to, what's, what's my sentence? And uh, he's like, all right, no, clean the bathrooms. So she was just using this as, you know, she can use that. Like she got punished to, to get her, her job right. back. Uh, and the student recognizes that right away and is like, bye. Fuck yeah. this. Bullshit. Once again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think it's also so true. I mean, on wide scale and small scale instances, We've seen people try to respond to their quote unquote canceling with like, oh, but here's the pain I've gone through as a cause of that. So, it, so haven't I, aren't we all good Catholics here and see <laughs> yeah. that 
that I have atoned, that I have you mm-hmm. know, said my Hail Marys um, when no one assigned them a sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is very true to a lot of those responses, I feel. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving over to Joey Battle. Talked a little bit about it within the other case, but uh, what more have you got? CK2, I believe she, he, she is uh, mm-hmm. referred to him as. Even down to, like, I think some of the details of, like, the actual mm-hmm. harassment and assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this topic is... I, I, I feel like we might not have a lot to say because as people who all know each other through comedy, we have litigated this issue in parties and at bars for the past, <laughs> like... Yeah what yes. five four or five years mm-hmm. um and i think i think something that's interesting is that the kings really have a fascination with comedy as like an art for 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 this not being like a sitcom for like examining comedy as a method of communication and as an industry it, it popped up a couple times in the good wife it's popped up in evil a few times mm-hmm. of all places um and here it is again and i think it's so interesting because you don't really see that anywhere any dramatic show that tries to be about comedy sucks it's just bad <laughs> you know it's just the the hi i'm pete holmes and i have sex sometimes hour for three <laughs> seasons you know and so i think it is interesting to see this kind of stuff that that we know because it's part of our you know whether our hobby or we consider it our industry uh to see that explored on a you know nationally available streaming service outside of the context of ah we're all at a club or something yeah i i will say i did really appreciate the uh like in memoriam at the beginning of the episode (laughs) yeah that was really fun yeah yeah Um, I love that and then like I know it feels like the army hammer stuff did not happen super long ago but I guess long enough that they could get it in the episode mm-hmm. um but again I just love how the how current the kids yeah. keep it um with their with everything but and that was just a reminder of it because I was surprised to see that but yeah I don't know I it's one I, I agree with you, Jack, that it's like we've we've definitely been in the weeds on it probably a lot longer than other people. Um, or it's been top of mind for us probably mm-hmm. more often, but I, I like I don't know what else there is to say about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like that I guess that's the one thing about this case and everything is like I don't I don't really know what we did. Like what yeah. what happened here. And the it it's weird that he's now going to the private prison, but I think I, I'm concerned that that's more just that's that's doesn't seem actually reflective of the case itself, but rather just yeah. a plot point that's moving yep. forward that, you know, Wagner is is taking this to a new level. And so it felt mm-hmm. like a springboard rather than an actual like commentary on it. And so I don't know. I would say that actually in this case, I feel like that ending was kind of the point of why they would even talk about the case. But I mean, obviously the case was sort of more emblematic of like this idea of cancel culture mm-hmm. and you know the, the the comparison of the cases was that this was canceled for like just kind of general shittiness and the other was for a violence a violence that had been committed and perpetrated and covered up and that this person's career was completely derailed uh as a result of actions he had taken and that what i think it argues that the idea of cancellation or cancellation as it exists is not enough Mm. a private prison might not be the right response and i think marissa and anyone in that courtroom is right to be alarmed by it but i think it is i don't know is that coming from me yeah but that's static yeah uh but i think it is like a cathartic response to it if not the appropriate one because i i think that's what it would feel like justice even if it isn't because what has happened to anybody that uh, hurt someone as it is, doesn't feel like justice. Louis yeah. C.K. is going on tour again. That's not justice. 
yeah, I was I was gonna bring that that, that part of it up. Um, cause I got for hold on, I'm sorry. I almost forgot how not how how long it, it was, but like like you were saying earlier, we've talked about this like to to like the nub. Like we've talked about this mm-hmm. forever. But like the the fact that if you do something wrong and you hang around for a few years and kind of like kind of middle eventually stuff starts coming back for you like i think mm-hmm. the leah is getting a deal again soon somewhere mm-hmm. uh like you said louis about to go back out go back out and even in the, the show they were like well he's, he's filming something in st louis in three yeah. weeks and he's like uh how about two like no three um to kind of like drive it home to prove a point um yeah. and it's just it's uh, like you said we can't really go that much further than we can but like you're just a trash person and like mm-hmm. if you do something like that you deserve to lose shit because you hurt that but it's just i don't know i live I, I try to live my life by like the golden rule and i wouldn't want something like that to happen to me so i'll make sure not to wrong anyone or even think about wronging anyone in that sense so like the fact that people do it and they come back anyway that makes it even that much more frustrating because it's like mm-hmm. all right why even i don't know it's just yeah i can't even talk more about it it's just bullshit the fact that people are able to come back from that when mm. they shouldn't you fucked up and you have to, you should have to deal with it forever because so. like the current structure of justice for that is capitalism yeah. which also just punishes like it rewards you if you find if you're the worst person and you find a bunch of the other worst people on earth who like you and will give you money you've succeeded you you are not punished you you have simply found a new kind of success you know, look at all those like failed comedians who just like take a sharp turn for the alt right. Yep. You know, and like that's when, like, yeah, Shane Gillis isn't on SNL. Lo- local Philadelphia beloved legend Shane Gillis isn't on <laughs> SNL, but he's touring. He's playing to rooms. He's hitting. He's getting that alt right crowd as much as he wants to pretend he doesn't. You know, he's getting money, so nothing bad happened to him. If anything, it was a boost to his career, not the boost he wanted, but it was the boost. Just as for this guy the publicity he would get from being on this streaming show advertising his canceled showing off oh woe is me i did something horrible but surely this mob justice is worse is promotion mm-hmm. you know and I, I i don't know that that's i wish that was like commented on even a little more within the show uh or i, I kind of wanted i i as a viewer wanted marissa to get angry at that aspect mm-hmm. that they are platforming him you know and that he's not I don't know. Again, we, we've talked about this so much that <laughs> any talking I'll do is just going to end up with me spiraling and ranting. Yeah, that's why I kind of stopped myself, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, I'm just like, okay, well, in three weeks, then he's going to be fine. Exactly. Like, yeah. I just, I don't I don't think there's any true true justice. Justice. There. Like, I, I think, yeah. like, okay, cool for June to be the one to walk him, even though that's weird. Like, for me, yeah. every, every person is going to be different. That is not how I want I would want that yeah. justice personally, but um, yeah, I just I'm like, he's still Dell is still gonna work with Welcome. him when he gets out, and like, mm-hmm. there's there's yeah, I don't know, so I feel I feel mixed about it's justice as performance without real genuine consequence or change or rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and battle was very very calm as he is being led to a real prison from a fake court uh we 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 saw jesse tyler ferguson freak out over you know Mm -hmm. some money um and that that one student walk out and protest like ah fuck this you know Mm -hmm. uh and he's just like oh i'm going to actual jail okay uh yeah all right i'll three weeks well that sucks but all right um yeah so i'm just curious how quickly we pick up in the next episode with with that if he did serve out that sentence if we even talk about it ever again mm-hmm. but yeah we we will see anything more I to think, say i think the private thing outside of like just like this plot as far as like the season long plot i think the private prison thing is like an interesting development it, it kind of because i feel like that's not really a theme that this show has explored before like they've talked about the like unfair nature of how punishment is doled out in like the actual court but not the idea of punishment on like a philosophical 
level and like what would what would we consider justified we know that the american justice system is flawed and the punishment does not always match the crime but what would someone like wagner do instead if we hypothetically someone did take the wheel what do we do it reminds me a lot of what the good episodes of black mirror talk about <laughs> because that that show pretends it's connecting theme is technology it's connecting theme is punishment uh and how people punish each other or the state punishes us or anything like that you know and i think this is just sort of doing the more realistic version of that you know if if mm. cancel culture isn't working what will All right. Uh, before we move on from the uh, platform nine and three quarters, I do want to mention three rules that came to light this uh, this episode, and that is that you get three objections mm -hmm. th throughout the, th the course of a, of a case. Uh, if you flail, if you're um, well, I mean, you see what happened was, uh, I mean, if you go to, mm -hmm. uh, he, you put that uh, little uh, duck around you, and the other one was the uh, pretentiousness of language. Uh, uh, you get that powdered powdered wig. Uh, which apparently goes from case to case. Real quick, uh, there are real life uh, comedy bookers that sleazy. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've had to deal with too many of them, yeah, that but guy. there are guys yeah. just like, "Hey, I want to help. Uh, you want to help? Like, I can help you write stuff. The, 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 I think I could put you on. Get the fuck out my face." Yeah, mm -hmm. those people are real people. Yeah, I, I do. Real quick, also want to highlight how quickly and poorly the whimsical nature of the court is oh, aging it's itself. Gone. It is <laughs> it's gone it's like horrifying to see mercy be like oh no come on while we're talking about <sighs> a woman who was attacked yeah yeah <laughs> oh boy all right uh let's head to the uh adult court where we're dealing with a police brutality case uh, this one, I think, is another one where they're kind of pulling from an incident that happened uh, within oh, the yeah. last year or so. Um, and uh, the cop is breaking up a, what was, you know, a cookout, tased the girl who ended up dying as a result of that tasing, um, with the argument being like, well, she had a bad heart anyway. It's like, no. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's their argument. Um, so, any thoughts? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Sorry, go ahead. All right, I'll go. Uh, I was just going to say real quick, uh, Molly mentioned it earlier, but uh, can I just say maybe one of the, the best scenes I've seen in this show was them two arguing. And, like, mm -hmm. I felt mm -hmm. I felt that. And, like, they both had points, but they're both – they were just yelling at another – they were both yelling at a wall. Neither one of them mm -hmm. was like – well, I'll say this. I think, I think more Diane was yelling at a wall. And not really trying to listen to what Liz is like. Look, I'm trying to fucking help you. Stop <laughs> it. I'm defending you, and you don't even fucking know it. Um, so seeing that was like really cool. And then just seeing their like, like uh, I can't remember his name, so I'm just gonna call him Judge Fred Brown. He just kept saying <laughs> like, "Do you guys know you're on the same side? Like, you guys yeah. are going just, just back and forth." Um, yeah, uh, very interesting take. On it, the I like the curveball of him. I don't like I don't like saying I like that he got murdered, but I like the curveball of the fact that it's not it's not against him. It's against the yeah. it's against the police. Um, mm -hmm. The the police. Um, I'm gonna say precinct. <laughs> uh, the police. Thank you. The police department uh, for allowing such behavior and like not letting it go by. Um, yeah, and the fact that that after he died. It flipped everything, yeah. and you brought in someone to rebut his testimony. Initially, and she still is a victim of a domestic of a domestic call, at least. And now she's in mourning. Completely different story. And mm -hmm. then, yeah. and you gotta be a lawyer, but like, all right. So uh, uh, I know he just died, but did he or did he not <laughs> yeah. hit you? And she's not thinking like that. No mm -hmm. one is. So. Oh, and uh, the judge's use, I don't know what he said, but the use of uh, bringing in the um, different jurors, his his words for that. Oh, beautiful. my dear. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I, I can see Fred saying all of that while playing like, a flute <laughs> or yeah. a piano or some shit. Uh, that is Judge Abernathy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Still going to call him Fred Brown. 
No, it's fine. I just want I just want people who would listen to the show to know who we're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, Judge Abernathy, uh, Wadir, uh, and the way that he kind of kept building on it. Um, uh, Wadir de Novo, uh, and these are these are what Latin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Molly, that, that's the uh, uh, what does Wadir mean? Well, I'm guessing <laughs> I know from context. I just don't know what the like literal translation would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, but you, what, you don't remember from the Bible when they have voir dire? Uh, well, you know who would know the Fred Brown we were talking about earlier. Yes. <laughs> he does. He does speak Latin. I thought Molly might know just from the like classic stuff. Um, but the I don't know how they're spelling. I would guess uh, Yeah, just from context, it is a questioning weeding out of of jurors uh, in their situation. Um, and uh, Voidir de Novo, I guess, is like a new one. And then he says the other one is a um, et doctus, as he even mm. says, the sequel. That was worth all the time we just spent on it. Um, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> uh, so other thoughts about this, about this case, about Liz and Diane? Uh all right, I love that. Uh, I love that curveball. Another one, the fact that uh, they're bringing in. Um, I love Mo Rocca, but I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate Ted how Willoughby? dumb. Yeah, I hate how dumb his character is compared to how smart he actually is. <laughs> so it's like it's wild that he has to. His acting skills has to dumb down a little bit, or maybe mm-hmm. has to turn up to play that dumb. I don't know. Um, but like, he accused them of like being complicit, and then. The one thing with media that I hate how they'll use any bit of like little bit of um anything you say. My, you could clearly see there was a close before I mean the guy got killed, and then mm-hmm. right after like it's complicit. And the fact that like I was saying it earlier, the fact that everybody, HR, Judge Fred Brown, they all mm-hmm. were just hey I didn't know you guys were in a relationship. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it makes sense now. And the one guy, the one person I can't wait to see the reaction from is uh, good old uh, the cowboy. I can't wait till he walks in and is like, so uh, you're stepping out on me? Is, <laughs> is this a thing? And to n- how does Fox News not know who her husband is? Oh, they know. They, don't they mention? Yeah, okay. yeah they yeah. show him. Do they? Yeah, in the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't see it, my bad. Uh, on the uh, Mo Rocca point, so Willoughby, Ted Willoughby, is like the stand-in for much of the Fox News personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is interesting to watch him be one of the dumber ones where he's meant to be dumb. Uh, and then in this one, where he's meant to be just asking questions, which they do, right. which is which is Tucker Carlson. Like, that's yeah, exactly. what he does on his, on his show. He's so much smarter than that. He, I'm just asking questions. No, you're not. You are leading people to believe what you've just said and planting those seeds for all that fake bullshit uh, that is about to be uh, about to be broadcast. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it is interesting watching his the Ted Willoughby character itself morph into those different moments uh, mm-hmm. as as needed. It's all I had about him. <laughs> it's all I had about him. Um, I really well one uh shout out to broadway's andy carl for uh his performance as that police officer took me a while to recognize him because i was like i i I think it was just such a different role for him um which was very fun which is a really funny guy from what uh the mystery of edwin drood Drood? um uh and other stuff for sure Hmm. probably know from something um but uh, so that was fun to see him, even though in a very upsetting role. Sure. Um, and then my only hope for Diane and Liz staying together at Reddick Lockhart is that I don't know how you give up Audra McDonald and Christine Baranski scenes together because yeah. the scene that Keen mentioned to then the scene with Judge Apernathy where they both decide <laughs> that they are going to the yeah. Yeah. We're all reenacting it right now. That's yeah. brilliant physical comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just uh, Christine Bransky just calls her darling, like very mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's so perfect. So I don't know, I don't know how you lose that. I mean, not yeah. that they would never see each other, but I think I think I think they're gonna figure something out and it's going to. You, never mind. I was gonna. 
Mm, I'm gonna hold on to it. Never mind. Uh, it might yeah. be a lock. Never mind. Okay. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it took like four more seasons, but someone finally mentioned Barbara Colstad again. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Wow. Which I was that was very I was very thankful to hear that mentioned and not yeah. Yeah. swept under the rug. Yeah. And I. I, but yeah, that's why I was very hopeful that Tia would be here because I felt like yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like she would have come in with a Justice for Barbara T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <she> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was. It was a very organic way to work that in, mm-hmm. fit the moment so well, uh, and was <clears throat> just what a lot of the people there are probably thinking or are yeah. thinking. Uh, so yeah, very very good. And yes, Satya is not here to show that shirt off. Um, they do mention a good fight. Uh, there is a, or a good wife reference thrown into this with that uh, broadcast, and that's Duke Roscoe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, from seasons and seasons ago. Um, Learn me up on that real quick. I'm sorry. Duke Roscoe, it, you say? It's another, uh, wasn't he like another Fox Newsy kind of guy, a reporter um, who was just uh, starting up rumor mills, and one of them was that Diane was a closeted lesbian. Mm-hmm. 11 years ago, so it was definitely like. A heavier yeah, thing. Like early earlier um, yeah. yeah, that that was a fun little shout out. And another good Diane laugh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to check the unit to see if anybody made it that uh, super cut for me yet. <laughs> Pause. Diane laugh. Um, anything else? Oh, the, the law firm was vandalized. Mm-hmm. Um, they had that streak going up the elevator, which is like, was it, which was fun discover not fun. It was fun discovering what it was, but not of course the actual, uh, discovery of what it was. Um, but just like it was, it was in the elevator it was Diane. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then seeing that streak, like what the hell's going on here? And then, boom, mm-hmm. and then everybody just standing there looking at it. Uh, and I love how matter of factly Julie's just like, well, we're going to have to paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to paint uh he and then it ma- seemed like he's gonna roll his sleeves up like, all right <laughs> yeah. gotta pass me a brush i guess you're gonna- <laughs> yeah yeah uh and when he reveals or not reveals but he when he lets them in on the the um the new ted willoughby stuff about them two being a uh, diane liz being together mm-hmm. um he's like well i'm glad you two were having a good time with this we gotta get you protection <laughs> you know we yeah. have to kill you <laughs> Uh, he just called you co-assassins, uh, and they're just like having a laugh about everything. Uh, I also I, I have another shout out. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, in relation to this point or not point, but thing I wanted to mention is um, how chilling I felt when they got off the elevator, er, off the elevator at the courthouse, and all of the cops are there yeah. and just like oh yeah, oh boy, yeah. but um. Also, which then reminded me, uh, Carrie Preston directed this episode. Yeah. Which yes. is very exciting. Elsbeth yeah. mm-hmm. directed this episode. Uh, yeah. Which I thought was brilliantly directed. There were some great shots. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. some, like, uh, when they when they discovered the, or when she saw the news report, how it kind of, like, panned down the uh, down the hallway and then turned on the news and it just shifted over. I like it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And that uh, aforementioned elevator ride up and then into mm-hmm. the people looking at it. Yeah. Shout out to Elspeth. Elspeth. Yeah. Um, that, that, yeah. that shot in particular with all those cops. I mean, the Kings have like never really been a fan of cops. They've always been very critical of the police. Oh man. The, the, the post George Floyd America riled something in them because in this and uh, evil right now, they are yeah. going in mm-hmm. on the police in a way that I don't see really any other tv shows doing because they have to be on networks with other shows where the big money maker are the cop shows yeah yep yeah. uh they are called up to hr where they make them liz and diane sign a uh sign what, what is it just a relationship like a I notice that we're a love contract mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh so there's that uh anything else that you want to mention about this uh liz and diane storyline I... I think I, I think one of my favorite things in the world to see now is Audrey McDonald trying to hide, hide or hold back a laugh. Because whenever <laughs> she's like, just naturally like, that's I'm, I'll just sign it. It's it's, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, so just from the case point of view, uh, the actual case itself, they used their 
judge the the judge being misinformed about their relationship to I think get another juror kicked off. Yep. Which then mm-hmm. led to a mistrial. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I had that correct for myself. Um, and one other small point that we didn't necessarily mention, or if we did, I missed it. And that is in the case with uh, Joey Battle and uh, Marissa, how he lost his shit at her. But then as he's looking at the footage of himself, like comparing himself to a tyrant, um, mm-hmm. to a dictator, and he looked really emotional too. Like, holy shit, that's me. Like that's that's what I yeah. look like. And when he talked to her on the phone, his voice was really shaky, even more than it kind of naturally is. So he seemed very, uh, very taken aback by uh, himself there. And he calls her up and apologizes and says, "I want you back. Gotta finish your cases," kind of thing. Um, so, I, I think I forget who. I think maybe it was Molly that had the guess that he's dying. That was me last oh, week. No, that was yeah. you last week. I think I think that sequence lends to me more credence to that theory. Yeah. Also, just um, I forget what website did, but it named Mandy Patinkin uh, like actor of the week for his performance <laughs> in this episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, I forget where I saw that. It was on like that. You know how the Google app now. Yeah, like, I would is love, recommended. I would just love <laughs> to read that or every week, as long as it's always Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really that. I was just amazed by him, by how much he genuinely scared me in that moment, in that argument. And yeah. then yeah. how how truthfully regretful yeah. like you could feel yeah. his regret mm-hmm. in that next scene. It was just like, it blew me away. I was just, yeah. yeah. I mean, That's those Tonys talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we should count the Tonys in this season <laughs> at, at the end. There's, we'll have a... Uh, we're gonna have yeah. we're gonna have a year in between, <laughs> yeah. so we'll have a we'll have a Tony episode where we can just go through uh, and discuss who they were, how many Tonys they got, and that the Tonys match the performances. <laughs> and we should it should be like um where you guess how many candies are in the jar. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we all guess how many Tonys are yeah. in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Audra alone gets you more than halfway to ten. Yep. Mm. Uh, all right. Any other stray thoughts before we get to our winners and losers? All right, then let's get to those winners and losers. Said losers, uh, Jack. Dale Cooper. Mm. He's, uh, he's you know, he, he put the house together, but the house is fighting back. Yeah. You know, he, he is, uh, you know, I can only imagine that this is just going to be one of many instances where Wackner is uh, a, you know, angry, rebellious teenager fighting back against his parents. Mm-hmm. Molly, um, I'll go with um the the student from the case. Yeah, I mean, yep. just to get like snubbed by Marissa, and then also just the way that all worked out. It was just yeah, yeah, gross. A double. Win. Yep. Mm-hmm. Keen. Um, I want to go with Wagner just because like he's changing. And uh, he tried to be. He tried to say like, "I'm gonna be unbiased." But it's like, "Nah, you're kind of not. You're trying to make sure that this show looks good and feels good, so you can get your money or do whatever you want, whatever your ulterior motive is." Which I think we'll find out soon. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think Wagner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna match Molly and go with that student because uh, no reason to change. That is a that's a big loss there. Uh, and winners, Keen. Um, it's it's. It shifted during the episode, but I think the winners is uh, or are um, Liz and Diane uh, because they started out feuding with each other, and by the end, I love when a good tag like this is from pro wrestling too. I love when a good tag team can read each other without saying anything. So mm-hmm. like the lean in, the 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 smirks, the laughing, the darling, uh, the signing of like the love contract. The fact that they were at each other's throats and now they're like, all right, fuck it, let's tag team. Let's let's do this and let's make this work. So them two. Uh Molly. Um, I'm gonna go with the jurors who got out of having to make a decision on that case. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jack. Uh on a on a cynical note, I think I'm gonna give it to CK two. I mm. think sadly he gets everything he wanted. 
you know? And I think, yeah, he has to stay in prison, but if there's one thing that these assholes love doing and what anyone who succeeds at that level in show business does, it is self-mythologizing and building upon their narcissism with some kind of legend and myth. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to play right into that. I don't think it's going to be a punishment at all. Yeah, true. Uh, I'm going to go with Judge Wackner as my winner, opposite to Keen's loser. Uh, and that is because he is really trying to stick to what he set out to do and create an unbiased, unbiased court. He was called out in the moment, lost his shit, and then rewatched and was like, ah, man, terrible. Um, I am biased and I won't be when you come back. Uh, and then really stuck to his guns there. And Wendell came out and said, hey, can we, yeah, let's make it two weeks. Three, done, finished. Uh, and, and we're sending him to your prison. <laughs> so all of these things, uh, it's, it's all coming back to bite them in the ass. So it's almost like the, we're getting, we're in the reverse elevator now. So when we went up, first he runs into David Cord, then he runs into Del, Del Cooper, and now we're going down. It seems like Del Cooper's going to get off. The next David Cord's going to get off. Uh, and then the judge is probably going to die. All right. Uh, that I is it for the. Make, oh, I do want to make quick mention of a side winner. I apologize yes. for messing with no, the no. rhythm. But in the shot of the jury, when Abernathy is revealing that the cop who was being prosecuted was murdered, it. it pans across and everyone is like oh shocked and horrified except one woman at the very end who's just like okay (laughs) (laughs) that's a good day for me (laughs) i would encourage you all to revisit that scene and pay attention to the jury (laughs) i will watch that uh that does it for our regular uh coverage of the episode stick around for our discussion of the locks which actually should be pretty quick yeah pretty quick uh so looking at what we have uh, does anybody have anything in particular they feel that they, they came close to or it was hit? No. Mine was way off, so no. Uh, nothing with an investigator? <laughs> so, <No. laughs> if, if only uh, I had said Duke Roscoe makes his triumphant return. <laughs> right, yeah. And I'm starting to think that Colin Sweeney may not even be in this season, <laughs> let alone lose his ambassadorship. Um, I think the closest and, you know, We've, it's already been shot down within this episode, but Tia may want to make a case, and that is Marissa uh, having that epiphany about, about race, which, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's there yet. Maybe in the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, okay. And for the side locks from last week, uh, by the end of next ep, Wagner will go out with early. No. Uh, one of the partners finds out about Liz and Cooper. No. Uh, Carmen will betray Liz in the next ep. Nope. And Wagner is dying. No. All right. So what do we have for this coming episode? Uh, Jack? I didn't think of this one beforehand. I think maybe next episode is going to be the episode where Marissa quits. Mm. Whoa. Dang. Dang. Point eight. I'll give it a one. Straight one. Mike, you are right. muted. Somehow. All right. Uh, that is uh, uh, all in 1.81. King? Uh, mine, um, uh, I think due to the news of their relationship, I think the other partners will back off of removing mm. Diane for fear of uh, mm. for fear of, of uh, homophobia. Oh my gosh! Mm. I didn't even think, I didn't think of this. Like... I was gonna bring that up, but I was like, nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this back for a lot. <laughs> yeah, is that what like I, like is that what that signature was for them? Like mm. this is our way of saying we are actually on the same team. <gasps> Oh, my God. We're going to see Diane show up in flannel. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt, I need something from your closet. (laughs) I'll go one. I'll go one. Yeah, same. Just because I want to see Diane ask Kurt if she looks butch. (laughs) (laughs) Molly. Oh, gosh. I came up with some, and I think they're all bad. Um, <laughs> Molly, let me just point out that you correctly predicted that the ghost of RBG mm-hmm. would appear. <laughs> yeah. So, have yeah. at it. 
True. Um, I feel like uh, I'm going to say like, I feel like we haven't seen Carmen in a while. I feel like we're going to have a mm-hmm. Carmen centric episode in some way. Um, I feel like she's going to get herself into like hot water, like get into trouble, mm-hmm. go, go too far. We've seen her like sort of edge over. I think she's yeah. actually going to um, have serious consequences for mm-hmm. something she does. Okay. I'm going point eight. I'm going to go point eight as well. I'm going to go point nine. Mm. I think, I think it's time. I think that's, that's showing good sense of like the rhythm of this show. Cause I think it's time for that to happen. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then the Kings are wrong and we are right. <laughs> and I am going to roll over from last week. And that is, it is revealed the judge Wagner is in fact dying. Nice. What what was your <laughs> score for that? Whatever uh, I said last week, but dock yeah. it by two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, it was ones across the board. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm giving you point eight. eight. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll go point eight too because I, oh, no. I think now you're playing the odds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go point nine. I'm not gonna. Thank I'm you. not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, hit you that bad. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and the locks depreciate a new. Mm-hmm. A new feature of the Stone Cold Lock system. I think, I think that's only fair, <laughs> especially if you get something like that. That those scenes today, where it looks like we're getting close to your prediction. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I think that's. Fair. I think that's fair. I'm glad that hasn't held true for my predictions for these uh, the main series, uh, because if uh, Colin Sweeney got that ambassadorship and in fact loses it, it is uh, good for forty um, ten or an average of an average of ten. So. If it depreciated, it would have been at a two by now, I think. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else? All right. Then that will do it for this episode of In My Opinion, Season 5, Episode 7, titled And the Fight Had a Detente. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Keen. Bye.